Hello, everyone. Welcome to the first episode of the Brain Train Podcast. I'm your co-host, Seth Schalter. And I'm your co-host, Zachary. First episode, and we are going to be talking about how this is a new year in this new podcast. Exactly. So, Zachary, what are your thoughts? New Year's, why do people celebrate it? You know? New Year's, man. So, New Year's to me has always been a very interesting holiday because it's always right next to Christmas. Mm-hmm. Like, you have one week. And I, sometimes that's really annoying to me, just personally, because it's like, but I also want to celebrate the New Year's, and I just got done buying tons of stuff for other people. Mm-hmm. So um, it, it's always been kind of that odd one out holiday, kind of like Thanksgiving, where mm-hmm. it's like, oh yeah, this is also here, but mm-hmm. it's not normally the main event. And I really, I think it's a shame, because New Year's to me kind of represents that we have a new opportunity, mm-hmm. re- kind of rebirth moment to the year of going like, I can do better than I did this year. Here are mm-hmm. the things I'm going to try to 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 accomplish in the coming year, and I have now 365 days to do it, and mm-hmm. I'm starting to figure out what that's going to look like. So I, I, I always think that it's kind of like, eh, I wish we gave it more breathing room than we did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it kind of feels like just the couple days, you know, you've got New Year's Eve where you're usually celebrating with friends, and then New Year's Day you might reflect on the next year and maybe binge a ton of movies but other than that like there's not a whole lot going on <laughs> yeah i think i think having new year's traditions like new year's eve parties is good i wish there were new year's day things though because mm-hmm. basically nothing happens new year's day yeah you stayed up really late and then you just kind of lounge around i i haven't heard of consistent like new year's day things mm-hmm. unlike christmas where you have new year's eve and no not new year's eve christmas eve and uh, Christmas Day both have kind of some stuff to them where you either watch a bunch of movies, stay up till midnight and open presents like some people do, or you go to bed really early so that you can wake up early on Christmas and have a huge day of Christmas. But like there's there's stuff people do on Christmas Eve and on New Year's Eve you do something, but there's no really follow up. Mm-hmm. And that has been, I don't know, I feel like there's something you could do about it, but yeah, I guess it's to each their own. New Year's resolutions kind of like that. Mm-hmm. where you kind of go like, this is the thing I'm resolved to do and I want to uh, let people know so they can kind of help me do it. Yeah. But uh, then again, there's really not much follow-through on those. That's kind of the cultural mm-hmm. perception of it. So I don't know if that actually counts. I think I think there is just like a, a freshness, you know, a newness that comes with the new year. Just like, you know, every new day, you know, you wake up in the morning, it, it feels like invigorating because it's like, okay, I've got a reset, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not, held back by all the things that I just did earlier in the day. And I think the new year kind of sets the the same tone in that way. Um, For you, what do you think your ideal New Year's Day would look like? Ideal New Year's Day. So you get to sleep in Uh because you just stayed up. Um, You get to either have a good meal. I always think good meals are important. Mm -hmm. Um, Restaurants won't be open, so maybe cook something. Uh, try and try and make something fancy and and exercise that cooking skill mm-hmm. and then um, focus on um, the friends and family around you and mm. figuring out exactly how do we want to bring this new year to fruition I think would be an ideal new year's for me mm-hmm. where you're just kind of sitting around going what do we want to do this coming year what, mm-hmm. what do we think would be a fun thing to to, to accomplish and how do we want to do that I think it's a good opportunity and day to do that 
do you have any habits like in your day-to-day life where you actively do that, you know, sit down with like a pen and paper or something and go, all right, what do I want to do in this, you know, kind of like time to reflect on goals and plan things out? So not with a pen and paper, which I should do, Mm -hmm. but I do sit down quite often to kind of plan out and figure out, okay, this is the outcome I want for the thing I want to do. How do I, how do I get there? Mm -hmm. Like, what are the steps I'm going to take to get this goal realized? And normally that is um, either before bed, like winding down the day, just going, okay, how'd today go? What mm-hmm. do I want to make better tomorrow? That mm-hmm. kind of thing. Or sometimes like in the shower, just figuring out like, okay, once this shower is over, <laughs> what's, what's this next day, week going to mm-hmm. look like? How can we, how can we plan this out? Um, that, that's normally my ritual, but writing it down would be good. Mm-hmm. Then again, probably not writing it down in the shower. <laughs> I don't think that'd go terribly well. Maybe if you can get some special markers that you can put on the shower and yeah get some crayons and wax paper maybe solve then. some problems yeah yep. do you have anything uh that you're really looking forward to doing in the next year like if, if you were sitting down planning things out right now you know what are some of those things that you'd want to you know really want to make sure that i do this i mean right back at you but uh i think that it is i'm really looking forward to um getting in more of a routine getting myself more scheduled, organized, getting things together, and really uh, pushing towards the things I want to do so that at least if those things don't go as quickly as I want them to, I can't blame me. Mm-hmm. That, that's what I'm looking forward to most is actually um, realizing and starting to live out a more kind of disciplined lifestyle so that I can get the things done that I want to see done. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's sort of where I'm at. But how about you? I, I really need to focus on getting back in the pattern of <laughs> making the most of my time because I've kind of slacked off over the holiday season. For a little while, I was pretty locked in with, you know, working full time. And then I'm also taking online classes as well. And so because they're online, they're a lot easier, I think. And so they don't take up quite as much time as, you know, a full time student would need to spend. But I'm usually able to basically knock out my school in two days of the week. Mm. Um, but then there's a lot of other things that I'm really hoping to plan and get done um i i'm I'm a huge lego fan uh so you know i'm I'm working on the the massive titanic right now and so i'm hoping to uh do a little bit more with like videoing that and Mm -hmm. maybe uploading that to youtube i just recently did a small one with the uh millennium falcon and that was a lot of fun and the the result of it i was like man like this is just so satisfying like i really (laughs) want to do this again so definitely want to like focus on more of that in 2023 um and yeah just just get back in the habit of making the most of my time i here's here's a, a, another brain tangent yeah um another train <laughs> yeah so so especially for the last like three months of 2022 like i really felt like i was very busy mm-hmm um, I was doing a lot of things and pretty much all of my time was being used for something that had to get done. And, you know, m- maybe I could find an hour or two here and there that I would just, you know, waste, watch a bunch of YouTube, something like that. Yeah. But I felt that that was satisfying actually, you know, being busy. And then when people would ask me, you know, Seth, how are you doing? My default answer was like, oh, busy. <laughs> but I kind of realized I hate saying that. And I don't know exactly why. Like, I'm, I'm kind of, I don't want to tell people that I'm busy, you know, mm-hmm. because I feel like that just um, reflects, like, a mentality of I've got too much going on when in reality, like, 
I'm really satisfied with what I've got going on. Mm-hmm. You know? I, I've always thought that when people say, like, oh, I'm busy, it, it generally indicates that they've overloaded their schedule. Mm-hmm. So for me, when I hear, oh, yeah, it's been busy, I'm like, oh, you don't really mm-hmm. have time to do anything then. Uh, whereas I think a, a lot of the time, like, I feel busy. And, like, uh, over the summer, I, I was legit. Like, my schedule was pretty packed over the summer. But uh, it was always... I, I never felt like, oh, I'm busy. I felt like, oh... I, I'm doing things as efficiently as I can, mm-hmm. and I have a little bit of wiggle room to um, actually like do social things and, and work with other people. And so I never felt like, oh, I'm busy, to be the correct response to that question. It was always like, you know, things are happening, lots mm-hmm. of, a lot of stuff's going on. That, that type of answer is normally what would come out of like, yeah, there, there's stuff going on, but I'm excited to do whatever, like... Uh, talking talking with people that way and I think it's adding a little bit of nuance behind the yes I have a lot of things going on yes mm-hmm. things are busy it's pretty chaotic and my schedule's tight but I'm perfectly willing to at least try to do something mm-hmm. uh, and it's sometimes hard to translate that to um, translate I'm busy to but I still have time for you mm-hmm. uh, type yeah. of thing because there's just kind of a cultural stigma around it, I think. Yeah. I think that sometimes we use the I'm busy as like a a, a cheap way out to maybe avoid the situations that we'd rather not be in. Mm. When in reality, I think that it would probably be a much more healthy approach just to say like, <laughs> like it, maybe it's just, you know, like I've got these other things going on and I need to prioritize those. Like, yeah. It says the same thing, but it's, it's, I feel like the more direct approach is always better. Yeah. Yeah, that kind of comes down to the whole kind of split between you don't have to say everything you know, mm-hmm. but honesty is also really important. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes that mid- it's hard to find that middle ground of like, I don't need to tell you everything going on in my life and why it's not really possible for me to meet with you on Tuesday or Thursday or whatever, mm-hmm. but letting you know like, hey... I have this, I have like these three things going on that day mm-hmm. and I don't think I can make time for that is a more honest approach mm-hmm. than going, oh, I'm busy. Yeah. Even though they're the same thing because you are busy, but like it's that, that honesty level of like what is oversharing mm-hmm. and what is like honest mm-hmm. because oversharing is normally honesty, but it's not like relevant honesty. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's where people kind of get caught up and kind of just choose the bare bones answer. So, all right, thinking about continuing this. So somebody, (laughs) somebody, uh, you know, I'm thinking about when people just come up to you and go, hey, how are you doing, Zach? You Mm -hmm. know, and, and, you know, for me, hey, how are you doing, Seth? And my default answer is like, oh, really busy. You know, Mm -hmm. what, what is the best kind of answer? Because I've also heard a lot of people express some discontent with, you know, just saying, oh, I'm good, you know, which is also another one of my go-tos, you know, pull that out. Um, it's either I'm good or I'm busy. And it's like, both of those are just kind of dismissive and I don't feel like they're conducive to like a deeper level of conversation, which is what I think really all people really want, you know? So what do you think is a a good answer to that question of how are you doing? Yeah. I mean, there's lots of ways you can respond to it. Again, honesty is really, really important. Mm -hmm. Um, but my kind of standard answer has drifted from, oh, I'm doing good to, yeah, man, I'm excited. I got this going on. That's going decently well. I'm excited mm-hmm. to making progress on this. And that kind of leads into 
conversations where you're already kind of going like, hey, yeah, things are exciting, and you're kind of tacitly showing like, yes, I'm busy, things are going mm -hmm. on, like, I have projects going on, but also showing like, I'm excited to talk to you about them. I yeah. want to let you know the things that are exciting about because I'm doing great because I'm excited about these things. Uh -huh. And that's an, you, you have to make sure that's an honest answer. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I think it really helps create that conversation, at least oriented towards you. Um, it's a whole other thing to actually orient a conversation towards the other person, but mm -hmm. um, at least towards you and getting that ball rolling, I think that's a good answer. Um, that does mean you should have projects you're excited about getting done. Mm -hmm. But uh, I think the alternative, if you're like overwhelmed, stressed, all of that, I think it's okay to be honest and go like, it's it's been a time. Yeah. It's it's I I'm I'm hanging in there. Things are okay. But like, yeah, not everything's peachy. Yeah. Uh, I I think is a good level of honesty without oversharing. Yeah. Because it does let them know like, oh, this person is a person and not just giving the program social response yeah i think i think one of my potential new year's resolutions when it comes to that whole area is just to be cognizant of where i'm at because i feel like 100 percent of the time when people ask me hey seth how are you doing i'm just so caught off guard by it mm -hmm. and so it's easy just to plow oh, i'm good i'm busy when in reality like there's an opportunity to either advertise to that person the cool <laughs> things that I'm doing and like find a, a point of connection, a point of uh, relation that wouldn't be there if I just said, oh, I'm good or I'm busy in like a dismissive way. Or, you know, yeah, when, when things are not going all well, to be able to share at least, you know, it, you don't have to share, you know, I, I think that it's really common people either close it all in and not share anything or they'll just, you know, spill everything. And I don't think that either of those are ideal, but maybe finding an honest thing, something that, you know, maybe going through the day, maybe, maybe this could be something that, uh, comes about in like a morning meditation of yeah. going, all right, how am I doing? You know, how has the last week been for me? So that when I'm approached by that and people ask me, Hey, how am I doing? Because that happens all the time. Like I can initiate a meaningful conversation that has to do with the way that I actually feel because I thought about it this morning. Mm -hmm. And now I can go into that. Like, I feel like that conversation, having that kind of conversation right off the bat is so much more fun than just, you know, hey, how are you doing? Oh, I'm good. How about you? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and then you, you try to dig up these things and do that thought, do the thinking of how am I doing in the moment? Because I feel like that comes a lot more difficult when it's yeah. actually like you're in the conversation. Yeah. I always, I, I always like asking myself questions. Mm -hmm. Um, especially like after a conversation or if I know the person decently well and I can expect like these are the things we talk about I will normally ask myself at least some of the conversate like questions that I expect to come up um, so that I can go like what do I think about this thing and mm -hmm. if I have a debate with a friend or like have a discussion about something that I'm like I don't know if I actually believe what I said mm -hmm. let me think about let me think through like what my opinion on this actually is and start kind mm -hmm. of debating with myself about what I think about this so that I can be better prepared in the future if someone asks me what do you think about trains or whatever yeah. I can actually give a more nuanced response than oh they're, they're there they, yeah. they go in the line track thing yeah um, and I think it's important to just go over and look into like the the common things of like ask yourself how am I doing um, mm -hmm. what do I think about this it's a really other it's a really common question to ask myself whenever it comes to either just 
like modern day topics like what do I think about what's going on in the world as well as um, what do I think about um, this person what do I think about the this particular situation like just getting the ball rolling on knowing what your opinion on something is mm-hmm. and actually having the having forethought through a little bit you don't mm-hmm. have to go completely overboard but having that ball started mm-hmm. is sometimes really really useful because things come up and sometimes you catch yourself off guard and go like oh i do actually i do be- i do believe that i do think mm-hmm. that wasn't expecting that mm-hmm. is uh is sometimes a it's a really neat moment but mm-hmm. um it's important in doing that to not just sit there mm-hmm. and and be kind of lost in thought it's important to be taking those moments in good time because sometimes you can end up borrowing time away from an important thing by trying to figure out your opinion on something that isn't as important in the moment. So there's some prioritization mm-hmm. that has to happen in order to get those questions rolling. But again, right before bed, sometimes mm-hmm. it can get you tired debating with yourself <laughs> or what you think about something. Um, or in the morning during like a shower, like brushing your teeth, whatever uh, time to, to really just get uh, some quick balls rolling on. What do I think about this? What do I mm-hmm. think about that? Um, but it's really valuable to do. Yeah. I've, I've had some really meaningful times, especially in the last few years of where I'll sit down and especially in the evenings, you know, just write down and honestly, just journal, just, Mm -hmm. you know, write down the things that, um, that usually I'll just talk about how my day is going or the way that I feel about a, a circumstance. Um, but I think that usually my thought process in the past has been for that to be more of like an internal thing that I keep to myself, which is meaningful in and of itself. Like I, I really enjoy those times because I feel like I'm like getting to know myself, you know? Yeah. I feel like I am tuning in to what's actually going on and those those times to pause are very valuable. But I think that maybe something that would be good to focus on for 2023 as the new year approaches is to prepare in the same way, not just for something that I have for myself so that I can reflect on how I'm doing, but so that I can prepare something in the same way that I'm able to share with other people when approached by that, by that question of, Hey, how are you doing? You know, because I I think that it does. I think, I think that you, you can go overboard with the preparation Right now, I do not. <laughs> I think that my life could be benefited by a little bit more preparation in that area. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's I think it's important to, like, it's important to know, okay, I'm thinking about this too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, or I'm, I'm overanalyzing this. And it's also important to know that, and this is like a simple thing, but it's really easy to lose sight of, is the people around me aren't thinking about the things I'm thinking about. Mm-hmm. And it's important to recognize that their perspective is different than my perspective, especially in terms of importance and um, like the, the relevance of things. And so it's always sometimes important to recognize like, hey, I'm not quite sure what I think about this thing. And I don't really know how important this is. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about it a lot. Sometimes it's good to just go to a friend and go, hey, I want to talk with you about this thing mm-hmm. because I want to get an outside opinion on on these things Mm -hmm. um to just kind of figure out yeah is this an important thing to be considering what do you think about that is this um is this something that is actually like beneficial to like work on and build up Mm -hmm. um 
would this be something that you would say is um, worth having a fully fleshed out opinion on, or do you think it's kind of a waste of time to go and deep dive this topic? Sometimes if you're not sure, it's, it's important to, uh, to figure out exactly what you think. Mm-hmm. Um, all in all though, like you got to have people you can somewhat trust. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the important bit. And in that, um, sort of going back to what we we're talking about with the, what do you say when you're not doing well? I think it's important when you're doing that, what do I think about this with problematic situations or bad things going on? It's important to kind of give it a a level to which you're willing to share it and kind mm-hmm. of go, here are the surface level things that are troubling me. I'd be willing to talk with those about pretty much anybody. Here's the kind of, I need to know you decently well to talk mm-hmm. about these problems or, um, or even the, I'm not talking about these problems until I've thought about it more yeah. type of issues because then you have a, a limiter to right. not overshare if you kind of set the the boundaries of what you're willing to talk about in common knowing knowing where you stand yeah yeah and just kind of figuring out like um i'll throw out a random example tax season's coming up tax season <laughs> is stressful i don't really mind going like if i'm not doing well going like yeah things aren't that great taxes is a little stressful <laughs> it's not it's not fun and every single time i look at the the tax documents i want to throw a brick through someone's window but like now that's an example. Like that's an example feeling. It's not how I actually feel right now. <laughs> but like that that type of like that's a real thing real people yeah. have to deal with. And it's not like a you're not oversharing yeah. with that one, whereas you're like going, Oh my dog died, all this yeah. is going wrong, my house is getting repossessed. Like all of that <laughs> is like, Okay, bro, I just asked you how your day went. I didn't need all this. Um <laughs> it, it's important to know kind of like and 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 figure out like who can I talk to about these more important mm-hmm. things if I need to talk about and then to the general question what would my answer be yeah. in terms of like yeah taxes isn't great I'm, I'm not a huge fan <laughs> you can you can start a, a lively conversation through that while also being honest about like yeah this is one of the things that's that's stressing me out yeah and I, I think that that's also like an approachable way to kind of share what you're going through too because I mean, I think about you know when when I've asked people how they're doing and they just say, "Oh, it's been rough." Like, <laughs> what do you do with that? Yeah, you know, it's like I don't know if you know they just had somebody die. I don't know if they're you know severely depressed. I don't know if they're just stressed out by taxes. You know, I feel like that's one of those like converse, conversation stopper answers in the same way that I'm good and I'm busy are. Like, yeah, you know, to have something that you're thinking about, you know that that creates that point to be able to have a relevant conversation that is meaningful to both people mm-hmm. um but yeah that's that's been awesome talking about like conversations I, I enjoy thinking about all that i enjoy it too but i'd like to turn us back a little bit and focus a little bit more on 2022 the year that just passed um what are some cool things that you've done that you've really enjoyed in 22 maybe something unexpected or you know a fun story or something that you did that's like man like that kind of changes things for me yeah i think one of the one of my favorite things that i got to do this past year was i was able to because i set out kind of what i wanted to get done at the end of the year and it didn't all happen which is kind of what i expected but it was disappointing mm-hmm. um but one of the things that i was very very happy with getting with is i make uh, board games and stuff mm-hmm. and one of my one of the things I wanted to get done was have a board game in a releasable state by the end of the year mm-hmm. and I got this close to it uh. 
I, I, so I have a playable board game. It is in a releasable state, but it has one or two little quirks where like the game works, Mm -hmm. but I don't know how to write the rules in a way that is intuitive. Mm -hmm. And so I'm having to redesign some factors so that I can make reading the rules translate to the game well. And that's where I kind of got hung up is like the game functions, everything works, everything's enjoyable. I got to play test it with people, people enjoyed it. But the biggest complaint I, I got back was like, this section of the game is just a little too vague mm-hmm. and I don't, it, it, it will cause arguments. Mm-hmm. And so I had to start redesigning how the, what, what the board looked like. I had to start redesigning some of the dice systems also that I could explain how it worked better so mm-hmm. that when you actually open up the package and actually open up the rule book, hopefully, um, you can read it once and basically get what's going on in the mm-hmm. game and then just maybe have to go back and cite a few things if there's a discrepancy. And so I was this close to having the game ready and then just went, oh, I can't actually explain this well. So mm-hmm. I had to go all the way back <laughs> and, and kind of redesign some of the, the facets of the game. And I have it in a good spot now mm-hmm. where I just I, I just need, I have like three board designs I'm playing with and I just need to test those out and see which one works best. And then I'll be perfectly ready to write a rule book and then get the ball rolling. So I got a lot closer than I thought I would, honestly, at the beginning of the year because I was like, I'll probably get halfway done with something. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, no, I I almost actually did that. Yeah. <laughs> That's really cool. Yeah. And, and that was an exciting thing for me, as well as um, as well as getting to do more with uh, getting my consulting kind of education finished up with and ready to go so that I have all that material ready and starting to kind of network mm-hmm, mm-hmm. all of that and talking with people. It, it was a really good experience to kind of think through the business side of, um, yeah, just all those things that I was preparing to, to help businesses kind of work on. Mm-hmm. And so that, that was a, I was really happy I got the opportunity to learn those skills and get that, um, get that ball rolling. Cause yeah, it, mm-hmm. it's an exciting it's an exciting thing to, I love helping people. So mm-hmm. it's an exciting thing to be able to kind of have a, have business opportunities and, and connections where you can kind of go, Hey, I would be more than happy to help you like think through and figure this out. Mm-hmm. Um, cause yeah, I just think there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff to, to figure out and it's just figuring out what the right, what the right things to think about are. Yeah. What, what's the most helpful thing to think about? And so that was a really helpful experience that I that I enjoyed this past year. But um, what did you enjoy doing this past year? So two things kind of stick out to me that I'm like, man, like I, I want to do this more. Like this really changes things that I feel like kind of started rolling, started in 2022. <laughs> One of the things was the the Millennium Falcon YouTube video. It was, you know, yeah. I had thought forever about buying that set. It's like an eight, it was an $800 set at the time that I bought it. And then they've raised the price to like 850 which is insane. So I like had this huge hold up with buying it, but then I was like, you know what? If I like make a YouTube video out of it, I can kind of justify it because <laughs> that's something I've been wanting to do for a while too. Um, but yeah, after doing that and actually getting it out, it got like a couple thousand views like over the week or so. And I was like, man, like this is so cool. Like I want to <laughs> do this more. So that's like inspiring and I really want to do that more. Yeah. The other thing is uh, my, my family has access to a cabin and my dad goes up there fairly frequently. And so I, ha- I found a time that I was like, hey, dad, can you, can you like show me the cabin and, you know, how to 
get it set up and turn on the gas and all that stuff because it's out in the boonies back in the middle of nowhere. Goodness. And so we we went out there one time and uh, he showed me how it works and everything. And I think that's something that I'm really wanting to do more in 2023 is to find the times just to kind of step back and part of it part of it's like boring you know like Mm -hmm. you you go out there in the middle of nowhere there's no electricity there's no internet but that's that's the appeal as well is i think that those are the times like you're you're talking about having ideas in the shower you know that's something that i think a lot of people are familiar with and i think that it's because that's generally the time that you don't have other distractions that are coming at you yeah and so last time I was there, I just started, you know, writing something down, walked into the middle of the woods, brought a notebook and a, a pen with me and ended up writing a poem that I was like actually pretty proud of. And just <laughs> having that like creative inspiration was like, man, I've got to do this more. And I think that it's spurred in those times when you're in the shower, when you're out in the middle of the woods, you know, when you do yeah. not have the distractions that you typically have. So yeah, removing myself from distractions and then also pouring myself creatively into you know, YouTube or, you know, and, and building with Legos, you know, those are things that I genuinely enjoy that feel like they're so me, you know, I'm like, man, that's, that's Seth Showalter right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's really, it's always exciting to, to have those like epiphany, mm-hmm. like eureka moments of like, I actually did something I think is competent. Mm-hmm. Like I did something I like. <laughs> yeah. And I think with, uh, and this kind of gets into like modern work, work culture. It's kind of rare that you actually get to do something you like mm-hmm. and actually it being like valuable. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like a lot of people are, are caught between do I do the job I dislike for mm-hmm. money or do I do I do the things I like doing that don't make money? Mm-hmm. And I think that in a lot of cases it is a, a bit more attainable with the advent of the internet with, with just all of the many opportunities to be able to find that thing you like doing Mm -hmm. and then think through and figure out, I like doing this. I want to do more of this. Is there a way for me to make money off of doing this Mm -hmm. so that I can enjoy what I work on? Mm -hmm. Um, Because it is very true that if you, if you enjoy what you do, you really don't work. Yeah. Um, And for me, my solution to that was find a way to enjoy whatever job you're doing. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, find the things you enjoy that you would want to make your job and work on those on the side. Um, mm-hmm. But I think it's it's an important mindset shift to kind of go, okay, I'm not enjoying this, but this is the thing I'm getting paid to do. For my own sake, how do I find a way to enjoy this? Yeah. And I think that can be, uh, it's challenging to figure out sometimes because your brain just likes to highlight negative things. Mm-hmm. Like if something's good, why why try to figure out why it was good? It was good. We don't really care. Yay. Mm-hmm. Um, but when things go bad, it's like, I have to fix a problem mm-hmm. or whatever. And it, and you end up spending mental energy on those things. And I think it's important to sometimes just roll back and go, what was something good? Mm-hmm. What was something that I enjoyed? And I think that that really comes down to whatever small things that go right, find a way to celebrate that. Uh-huh. Because I think it's really important to get together with other people and really go over, like, even if it's a tiny thing, like, I got a job interview. Not I got a job. I got an interview. Like, even tiny things like that, it's like, some, that's an exciting thing that happened. Progress happened on a thing. We need to find a way to celebrate the fact that something good happened. Because mm-hmm. I think it's really easy to lose sight of it if you don't try to make it a memory. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'm, 
I think it's super important, especially as the new year comes around, to figure out, like, like vision casting a little bit of, like, what did I not like about this past year? Mm-hmm. And how do I want to not let that happen in this coming year? Mm-hmm. I think is a part of part of what I was talking about, like how to celebrate New Year's mm-hmm. is like, let's reflect on what happened. Let's let's find the good things that we want to do more of. Let's look at the bad things that we want to make sure don't happen again. Mm-hmm. And let's see how we can try and make that reality in this coming year mm-hmm. and work together towards a, a more uh, exciting and uh, bright future for me and my family, me and uh, my friends, whatever whatever social group it is. Mm-hmm. But like, I think that's really important to, mm-hmm. to just sit down and kind of go, I have agency in the things that I do. Mm-hmm. What do I want to see done and how do I do that? Mm-hmm. And that's not easy to do, mm-hmm. but it's a really good first step in actually taking a look at a year and going, these are the things that are important. This is what I'm going to focus on this coming year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think people start that, with, especially with, like, the whole exercise boom at the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think, <laughs> I think it's important that you find people and get people around you who are willing to hold you accountable and, and do their best to actually help you achieve the things you want, you said you wanted to achieve. Because they're probably going to be able to push you to do more than you thought you would do by yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think that good having good people around you is the the critical thing in life <laughs> yes <laughs> um sort of to fast forward us back to the the new upcoming year um, fast forwarding backwards <laughs> <laughs> got all sorts of things yep, going yep. on uh to bring us back so for the the new year i'd be interested in hearing three things oh boy a book or book series that you want to read mm-hmm. a movie that you want to watch and a creative project that you want to begin all right. I mean, as always, I want to know your thoughts too. But uh-huh. <laughs> a book series. So I started. I started the Mistborn trilogy this year, mm-hmm. and I got through the first two books because I'm a slow reader and listener. But um, I really want to finish that series out because I enjoyed it, and so I'm on the last book. And then movie. There have not been a lot of movies that I've been like, "Ooh, this looks good." Mm-hmm. There's been a lot of movies that I've been like, "Ooh." That doesn't look good. It could be an old movie, too. It can be. Um, I would say Top Gun Maverick and mm-hmm. the the original Top Gun were both movies that I was like, I would actually be interested in seeing those. Hmm. And, and I haven't yet, so maybe maybe that can be the movie for, for the new year. Because those were movies I was like, you know, I actually wouldn't mind seeing what that's all about. I like mm-hmm. airplanes. I like fighter jets and stuff. That'd be, that'd be cool to see. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, but that would be my movie. And then Create a Project. There's quite a few. Um, so... I have a creative project that I started this year, kind of late in the year, but mm-hmm. um, I I want to get my novels started because mm-hmm. I have the children's books planned out and they're almost done mm-hmm. in terms of the writing aspect of them, and all the publishing stuff. That's a whole other piece, <laughs> but like oh, the, yeah. the writing aspect of of the uh, of the children's books are almost done. So I really want to get that novel series started. And going because I think there's a lot of just really cool stuff that I'm really excited to dig into as a writer mm-hmm. that I've set up now that I've kind of completed my world building and actually got like characters set up to do things. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I'm actually just at the point where I just need to write this. Mm-hmm. And that's really like, I'm really excited to start on that. But um, 
what are some things for you that you're excited to do this coming year? Yeah. So, so book series that I want to read is probably the Wing Feather Saga by Andrew Peterson. I just know so many people who have read those and talk about how fantastic they are and the characters. Um, and I remember, especially growing up or, you know, being a teenager, I remember reading The Inheritance Cycle and just being absolutely captivated by it. And I, I don't know if I'd go back to it and still enjoy it now, but I just remember like going to bed early and then staying up until 1 a.m. just reading these things. And it was more captivating to me than a TV show. Mm-hmm. But it was, I mean, that, that was just a fascinating time of diving into these stories. And I, I want to do that again. Um, and then let's see. For movie... I didn't really think ahead on this one. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, I didn't either. Um, I've really enjoyed going back and kind of list or or watching like some of the classic movies, or and then also some of the ones that I I wouldn't typically watch. So one that I enjoyed a few years ago that I watched for the first time was Dead Poet Society with Robin Williams, mm. and it's one of my favorite movies to this day, and it just I mean it it, it hits you, you know. It, I think it's it's the whole you know realize the time that you have left kind of movie but then the other the other movie that i actually just watched this last year <laughs> was uh the notebook because <laughs> mm. i was like all right my especially my older sister had been talking about it a bunch and how wonderful it is and i know that it's a total chick flick but i'm like all right i've got to like see what this is about <laughs> and would i go back and watch it again probably not <laughs> yeah but it also wasn't like terrible and i think that there were also some interesting things to learn about like the characters and you know what what makes that movie so enjoyable to the audience that it's targeted for <laughs> um but yeah i i would be interested to go back and watch more of those kinds of movies that aren't necessarily like fun to watch but that are you 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 have lessons that you can learn from them. Yeah. That that's what the Joker was to me, the Joaquin Phoenix Joker movie. Like it, it's not a movie that I'm like, oh man, what a fantastic movie. Let's watch <laughs> this with the boys. It's like a, you know, like man, like there are so many things to reflect about in this movie, and so yeah. many good conversations to have. Mm-hmm. So that's as specific as I can get without giving you a specific answer on the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Those type of movies. Yep. Yep. Something that like make that. You think... Maybe maybe that'll be part of my my new year planning. <laughs> Figuring out, <laughs> Figure a, out movie. a movie to watch or a few a few. Yeah. And then for creative projects, um, I'd really like to do another like skit type YouTube video. Mm-hmm. Did one a long time ago, or actually it was just a couple of years ago. And then I've done you know participated in a couple projects like that. You know where you know you just get a group of friends together and crank out a YouTube yeah. video, and it's a it's a blast. But I'm like, man, like, I want to do something like that again. And I was actually just watching right before right before you came over to record, I was watching a video by Joel Haver talking about his year and how it was like, you know, mm-hmm. one of the craziest years that he's had. And I love his stuff on YouTube. You should go check him out if you haven't. But it's lots of... He's, he's well known for, like, the character in an RPG animated series. Mm-hmm. But then he's also just got so many awesome, like, reflective videos where he's talking about where he is, and that's what this kind of video was. But then uh, it, in the past, he's run a fun little project. It's something, it, it's basically like, you know, let's make a movie while instead of watching the, uh, the Oscars. Mm-hmm. So instead of watching the Oscars, everybody gets together, 
And I mean, there were, there were, I think that there were thousands of people this year that uploaded submissions of movies that they created in the, you know, three or so hours that the, that the Oscars happened in. Uh Uh-huh. And I would love to participate in that this year. So that sounds fun. That's my hopeful creative project for 2023. Yeah. That sounds like a blast, man. Yeah. I remember, ooh, it was a long time ago now, my brother's liked doing youtube oh wait you were in that project i think yep <laughs> yeah <laughs> in fact uh, yeah we will not mention it yeah but we're not gonna bring up specifics on that nope, one because it's cause... too embarrassing who who i look back at it i think at the beginning of this year i was like oh yeah that's a thing i did yep and then i watched it again it was like oh no <laughs> yep but uh yeah it's one of those it's one of those things to it's kind of surreal to look back and go Man, that was a good time, though. It was. It, it was, was really fun. Not good content by any no, stretch of No, no, it wasn't. I, last time I checked, the dislikes heavily outweighed the likes yeah. on it. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I, yeah, I, I really enjoyed making it, and I had a, a great time, and I would love to do stuff like that again. Uh, sketch comedy, like, this was a thing that wasn't 2020, but 2022, sorry. Um, but in 2020 and 2021, I got to do a Minecraft series with some of my friends and that, that was a blast. I really enjoyed uh, Mm -hmm. getting together and just recording stuff and being wacky while messing with like animals and trying to build a villager farm four different ways. Mm -hmm. It it was, it was great. And so doing more of that is one of the things that I've thought of that would be just fantastic to, to continue doing. And I, and I've thought about doing it. I have a, I set up a Twitch channel, I set up a YouTube channel to kind of start doing it, but mm-hmm. I am a very, like, analytically kind of design-oriented person when it comes to things that I think are important, mm-hmm. and so I, I have found that if I'm producing solo content, it's going to end up being that anyway, uh-huh. <laughs> so probably not do what I was doing with them, and so I'm, I'm figuring out, like, how do I want to manifest and create something that's meaningfully oriented towards like learning something about uh game design mm-hmm. while also making it entertaining yeah because i see like tons of video essays people really breaking down and getting into the meat of video games board games whatever it is and i'm really like i would love this mm-hmm. if if it was a series that was playing the game mm-hmm. and going over as the game happens what the design elements are mm-hmm. just because there's something different about watching somebody basically give a lecture on why a game is interesting yeah versus watching somebody experience a game yeah and then reflect on why they thought it was interesting because mm-hmm. i think I- i'm not quite sure how to format that but that is roughly what i would want to do if i was doing like a let's play type thing like like i've been thinking of mm-hmm. and currently the manifestation of that that i want to do this year is just do a channel that fixes board games because there are a lot of board games out there that uh they don't do what they could do. Uh-huh. Um, one of those, and this might be my first video, is I'm a huge Star Wars fan. Mm-hmm. I love Star Wars. And Star Wars has some pretty major games in, mm-hmm. the, in the world that have been built, and Disney erased them. But one <laughs> of those is, uh, uh, it depends on your accent, but either Sabak or Sabak. Uh-huh. Um, that game is in so many books, and I've read about it forever, and Disney released a version of it. Like, they made it, they, they, you can buy it, and I got it from my brother for Christmas, and we played it, and we both went, this is not at all mm-hmm. what, what Sabek is. Mm-hmm. This is, um, like, completely different. The names are different. 
we were looking over like it's a, supposed to be a poker style game mm-hmm. and we were looking over the names of like the hands because they had like thematic names for everything and I'm like oh mm-hmm. we get Star Wars like naming for like card hands this is great mm-hmm. and then we read them and it's like yeehaw uh-huh. uh gee whiz <laughs> those were both legitimate like hand names and I'm like no you no don't do this <laughs> yeah and is, so, is that is that the game with like the weird shaped cards? Yeah, it's with okay, the like I've played that before. Cards. Yeah, I remember being. A, I don't know. Did did we play that game together? I don't think so. Okay, I, somebody had it, and I remember yeah. being like, "This is not very fun." <laughs> yeah, I, so like it's a really simple game the way they did it, and mm-hmm. I just want to like break into like here's what Star Wars says the game is. Mm-hmm. Here's how we can take the version Disney made and make it that. Uh-huh. That's what I want to do. In terms of like fixing the game and going yeah. like, here's how to make it interesting. Here's how it worked in what was better. Mm-hmm. Um, here is like the different ways you played because the Sobek they released is basically it's not a bluffing game. Mm-hmm. It's it, because there are no betting rules. You can fold though. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> those are in the rules. Uh-huh. No betting rules, but you can fold. Um, and there's just this. Um, it yeah. There's this weird disconnect between there's no real focal way to play the game uh-huh. with the way Disney released it and the way that it was in previous books and stuff the game focused on not playing every hand to win but playing mm-hmm. every hand to get your opponents to build up towards a good hand eventually mm-hmm. so the the gambler's trap of the game wasn't your standard gambler's trap mm-hmm. because it wasn't a hand-based trap basically you have a small amount of money that's divvied out each round and mm-hmm. then as the rounds continue, you have a very large pot that builds up over, like, a course of a day or something. Okay. And then when somebody gets one of, like, three hands, they have the potential to win that pot. So this, the gambling strategy in the books shifted from try to win every hand to try and get that pot as big as possible and then win that pot. Mm-hmm. And it was way, like, it's way different to use that as your design focus than to, um, than to just go... Can I get to zero? <laughs> is that fun? Uh-huh. Is this gameplay? Yep. Because it can be, but with the way it currently is, it's like... Uh... So that's one of the things that I, I am like, this is a thing that needs to be fixed. I want to yeah. do it, and I I actually like really care. So so that's that's the thing that, that I'm excited to bring into the new year and really get started on, on those kind of projects and really breaking into what I think I'm good at in terms of like board games, video game stuff is doing like the breakdown of why this game does or doesn't work. And then going like, here's how you can kind of spice things up, especially with old games. And then I want to translate that to, to a more design oriented let's play experience. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm excited to do. Um, But yeah, it's crazy. So much stuff, so much stuff to do, so little yeah. time. Oh yeah. It already feels like so little time and the year hasn't started. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Recording this on December thirty first. <laughs> yeah. And I'm super excited to continue doing this. This mm-hmm. is gonna be fun. Yeah, this is gonna be its own fun creative project. Yeah. This is uh this has been a thing that I've been like, I wanna find a way to do this well. Mm-hmm. But I think I think sometimes I trap myself in that kind of perfectionistic mindset of I need to do this right and then I go if I try to do this right, it's just never going to happen. <laughs> uh-huh, yeah. So we're doing it now. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see how this evolves, though. I think there's a lot of potential. And uh, 
worst comes to worst, we end up having some great conversations. Yep, that is the worst case scenario. (laughs) I'll take it. Yep, yep, me too. (laughs) Well, guys, thank you for listening to the first episode of the Brain Drain podcast. Yeah, thank you very much. And, um, yeah, if you want to hear more of it, just uh, let us know um, wherever you can. I'm not sure if that's possible yet, but we'll make it possible. Oh, we'll make it possible. (laughs) We'll make it possible. But, yeah, thank you very much, and, um, yeah, we'll see you all next time. Peace out.